It's your pal Siri. You have found the Ambiguously Blind Podcast, where we are challenging beliefs and revealing abilities that make people extraordinary. With your host, a guy that's great at hearing, but terrible at listening, John Grimes. Hey, 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 greetings. Welcome back. Thanks for tuning in, subscribing, and supporting the podcast experience. And once again, have Aaron in the studio to guide us through this discussion of that age-old question. Honey, what's for dinner tonight? And I couldn't think of anybody better to join us for this discussion than Chef Regina and Stan the Man. Hey, Regina and Stan, welcome back to the Ambiguously Blind podcast. Thank you, John, for having us back. Yeah, this is great. Yeah, we got the chef and the sous chef. <laughs> it's great to be here again. Returning for another episode. We had uh, we interacted, let's see, I don't know, it was maybe about 10 months ago. Which yeah, seems November. Like, yeah, a lifetime ago all of a sudden. Yeah. Okay, and uh, here we are again. And I brought, since, since the sous chef is here, I brought the executive producer of the podcast to help me out a little bit. Aaron is with us. Hi. This- Good to have you, Aaron. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Good to have you. Good to hear your voice. Thank you. We were kicking around a couple of ideas of things that maybe we talk about, and uh, Regina had some pretty good ones. So I thought this is a good time to to do this again. But before we get too far into that, guys, I had some some wacky questions that I wanted to make sure everybody knows just what's going on with uh, Regina and Stan. So you think you can hang in there for some wacky questions? Absolutely. absolutely. We're ready. All right. What is your favorite band or type of music? What would you say? Michael Franks? Probably for all times, Michael Franks. Michael Franks. I'm not familiar with Michael Franks. What does Michael Franks sing? He's in the jazz genre, but it's not necessarily jazz because he sings and and it's, he's he's sort of um, probably gave rise to someone like Michael Buble. Now you're talking. Oh. You just hit a chord here. <laughs> so if you take Michael Bublé, put him in a in a aged oak barrel and leave him for 20 years, you get Michael Franks. Oh, I want to be listening to some Michael Franks. <laughs> oh yeah. Yes. Oh, Michael Bublé is my favorite. Okay. Yes. So I like Michael Bublé. However, However. <laughs> Michael Franks is forever he's forever he's he's forever he's sort of he's sort of like that female sade yes is he acting currently yes well he's got new music his newest music is probably four years old he's done something i think in you know he's done something 2020 i believe um a new album which is which you, you, it's difficult to know what's new and what's old because it all sounds the same. Like his voice, it, it doesn't, it doesn't age. We went to see him a few years ago. He was here in town, and you know, after listening to his music for decades, we actually saw his show. It was amazing. Yes. And after the show, he hung around. He took pictures with us. He signed albums for us. He, I mean, it was it was incredible. Nice, yeah. Well, and you mentioned uh, near you. You guys are in the Las Vegas area, right? Yes. Yeah. What is the best known secret restaurant in Las Vegas? The best, oh, the secret. best 
secret, secret, okay. or or least known restaurant. I guess because every you know, there's the big ones. I guess everybody knows about those. But like, if you're like, I don't want to go mess with the crowds or whatever, but I want to get a really awesome meal. We're going to. We're going to Vintner Grill. In <laughs> oh, unison, okay. Vintner Grill. Where is that? Is that in one of the casinos? No, no, it's off the strip. It's it's in Summerlin. Okay. Near an area called Boca Park. It's uh sort of like an industrial area. It's, in a, it's it's so understated and off the beaten path. Off the beaten path that if you didn't know it was there, you wouldn't know it was there. You, it's a destination for sure. Mm-hmm. It's in a it's in a commercial business park, pretty nice commercial business park. But you you walk in the front door, and the decor and the ambiance is unbelievable. And service to match. Ugh. Impeccable service. And food. Amazing food. Yes. Um. So much so that we have this special booth that we like to sit in. And so we think that we frequent it enough for that when we call, we feel that they should know our voices. <laughs> <laughs> we feel that we should get this booth. That's right, that they should have it ready, yes. set up for us waiting. However, <laughs> there's another person there that has that booth reserved and he's there every night. Whoa. Oh. Or at least five Friday. five days a night. Five, five days a month. Five days a month. Or yeah, I think a week? he said every Friday night. Oh right, okay, every Friday night. But that's when we go. Oh. So it's just that good for someone to go four times a month. Wow. What kind of food is it? Oh. It is. Well, it's American. It's American. Um, it's it's. I'll just say it like this. It is high standard American, um, it's elegant food. Yeah, it's elegant. Yeah. It's elegant American food. It's things like lobster ravioli and prime rib that is, or not, a, is it prime? What did Robert have? I'm not sure. It's some kind of steak. I'm not, we're not steak eaters, so, but he, the steak he said was so outstanding and probably the best steak he's had. And um, so it's that kind of food. It's not a steakhouse though. And it's not foo food. It's, it's not, not foo food. Yeah. It's just elegant. It's just good food. Very good food. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, what is the most significant or your favorite book you've ever read? Light in August. Yes. By uh, Faulkner, William yes, Faulkner. Yes, William Faulkner, Light in August. That's the same answer for both of you? Yeah. Man, you guys are in sync. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> That's what happens when you've been married for 38 years. Well, yeah. because he would read some of it to me, and then I would read some of it to him. And then he would read some to me, and we would read to each other. And that's why we both fell in love with it. Man, you're making me look really bad. We <laughs> <laughs> made no. just stop this podcast episode right now. <laughs> now, that is the most favorite book that we've read. Right. However, it must say that. The book that we are in love with forever is the Bible. Oh, yes, the Bible. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So having said that, Light in August by William Faulkner is the book of our life. Yeah. Wow. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We read it together and yeah, very meaningful. I don't know if we're going to read that together, Aaron, but maybe we'll 
Does it come in Audible? We can... <laughs> I'm sure it does by now. By now. <laughs> that was probably 30 years ago. That's probably before Audible came out. Well, of course it was. Maybe yes. before Audible. Maybe 25 years ago. Yes. All right. And as Aaron just mentioned, you guys have been married for 38 years, which is amazing. What advice would you give to a newly wed couple or somebody just kind of, I don't know, maybe if hitting the, the 12 year mark? <laughs> well, I believe I can speak for both of us on this one key um, encouragement, if you will, encourage like a, like a, okay, come on, you can do this, is, is to consider the other person and everything you think about, you do, um, make your plans, just think about how it's going to affect that other person, whether it's, I don't know, anything, anything we do, we, I'm always thinking, okay, what I agree to do, how's that going to impact Stan? Is it going to be for both of our benefit? If it's not, then we need to really talk about it. So I know it probably sounds really simple or it can sound like, well, it's it's my life. I want to do what I want to do. Why do I need to consult the next person? Well, that's exactly why you should because that person is next to you and you are living together. And so we just want to always consider the next person. That sounds like great advice. I, I've got some serious work to do. <laughs> You know, here's the interesting thing. This is just a, sort of a spin off of what Regina is saying. We take marriage vows, whatever the marriage vows are, you know, even if you write them, whether you go with the traditional vows or whether you write them yourselves, most people have vows included in their marriage. And in those vows, they're always, you know, you're my princess, you're my king, you're my this, you're my that forever and ever and ever and ever. And all this flowery stuff. I, I like to say to people who get married and then they start having little challenges, I, I want to remind them, I say, hey, just remember what you said. Just remember what you said when you stood there and made all those promises. Because that was when you believed that you were going to do what you said you were going to do. Mm-hmm. And, and, and in all of those promises, what Regina is talking about, consideration for the other person, it's laced all through that. So much so that, you know, you got to understand that you normally you're two different people that came from two different worlds, sometimes two different cultures, some two different sides of the track, just everything was different. And you're trying to come together and bring it under all all under one roof and live together harmoniously. Mm -hmm. The only way that that's in my opinion, the only way that's that's going to work out well is if you're always thinking of that other person now that other person should be the most important person in the world because that's the one you made all the promises to you have children yes that that that's great and all they're gonna leave you and go be with somebody else but that person is it forever or until you die right so we supposedly yeah so we say for better or worse, we say, in sickness and in health, we say, for richer, for poor. Okay, so what does that mean? Mm-hmm. That encompasses so much. That's that's the world. That's life. 
So when things happen, when challenges hit us, as they're going to do, sometimes daily, sometimes weekly, sometimes like what we go through, losing eyesight, having illnesses, we don't make as much money one year as we did the next. Well, those challenges are gonna happen. So what do we do? We made those promises. So what about all those promises that we made? And so Stan and I, we've made these promises and we look to each other and we say, well, we're gonna keep these promises. You, you and I are all we have, that's it. So we're gonna make the best of it, the absolute best. So much so <laughs> that when others see our marriage, we want them to be blessed and we want to encourage them to be married. And that it's a good thing. It's not a bad thing. Yeah, marriage is a good thing. It's a good thing. And it's we a great thing. yeah, we want them to see our marriage as being a blessing. And so yeah, we are the proverbial ducks. We look like we're just gliding above the water, but then our little feet are paddling like crazy to keep up. But that's what our, that's what marriages are for, to bring others to a beautiful place of marriage. That's some great advice. And uh, I mean, I, I've got, again, I got some serious work to do. <laughs> and I got to tell you, we actually have our video, our wedding is on, uh, ceremonies on video. So there's actually evidence that I said those words. So. Wow. <laughs> evidence. All right. okay. Evidence. All right. Evidence. Evidence. But considering the other person is really a highlight in, you know, yeah. thinking about the other person. I'll tell you a little something. It's really funny. Probably one year into our marriage, we we had a discussion about, you know, finances. Because, you know, we came from two different places. We handled money very differently, et cetera, et cetera. We, 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 we made a decision. We talked about some, some purchases that we made and, and it's... It, what, what the end of that conversation turned into was something that became a hallmark of our marriage. And, and it's just a little, so if you can, if, if a, I think if you can incorporate this into a relationship, it, it almost sets the stage for everything else. So what happened is in terms of finances, cause you know, people divorce over money, fight over money, break up and get back together for money, all that sort of stuff. Money's a big deal in there. And so we made a deal that we would not spend more than $50 on ourselves without asking the other person first. So we could spend as much as we wanted to on the other person. There's no limit. But on myself, I could not spend more than $50 without calling Regina and saying, okay, honey, I'm gonna spend $51. And this is what I'm going to spin it on. Is it okay? And we've done that for 38 years. And we laugh at it now. We do. Because you know, our, our situation is totally different than it was in our first year of marriage. However, it's just that commitment. And, that's, and, and we, we laugh. We're like, uh, are you seriously calling me about this, Dan? <laughs> I called her a couple of weeks ago because I was in the store and I was going to buy something. It was with tax, it was going to end up being fifty-one forty-six. And I said, "Okay, honey, it's fifty-one forty-six. <laughs> she said, "Really? You're really calling me?" And I said, "Yes, over 50. <laughs> so we laugh at it, but 
it's just a sweet way of um, just making each other laugh about something that we've committed to. Um, so, you know, it's just, it's random. It's something that we do and we find it to be very sweet and we just take it. And it makes you consider the other person, even for something that small. Speaking of considering the other person, one of the topics that we wanted to talk about on this episode was the age old question, at least in my house, but I think it's an age old question in a lot of houses. I mean, depending upon how you phrase it, I think it's six words and they can really kind of measure how the evening's going to go. What are we having for dinner? Seems to be a really challenging question to answer sometimes. How do you guys handle that one? I'll tell you, I'll answer this one because Regina's the one who asks me, ironically, she's the one who asked the question more than I do. Honey, what do you want for dinner? That's what she asked me. What do you want for dinner? I said, I, I don't know. What do you want? I don't know. That, why, why is the answer always, I don't know? What, <laughs> what, what, what's going on there? Always, I don't know. It's always, I say, I don't know. What do you want for dinner? And she says, well, I'm asking you. What do you want? Yeah, and, and, and then, we go back and forth. Uh-huh. Well, then, what do you feel like? Well, no, what do you feel like? <laughs> oh my gosh, it's the same conversation in our house. Yeah. Yes, we had that yesterday. We had that on Monday. Uh-huh. Well, and see, for me, I'm the leftover king of the world. So my default is always, well, in the fridge we have this, we have this, we have this, we have this, or we have this. Which one do you want me to warm up? None of, them. none of them. I none don't really them. want leftovers because she's not the leftover queen. Yeah, I'm not either. Right. <laughs> and, I, and I think, well, OK, you don't want leftovers. And that's what I have to offer. So what are you thinking you want? Then you tell me, honey. Right. Exactly. But it doesn't work that way. No, it does she, not. She's, she still wants me to come up with something. So like tonight, I said, honey, what are you thinking about for dinner? I don't know. I don't know because we had lunch so late because I was at home all day today. She said, I'm almost ready to say that that was dinner. And it was actually like a breakfast kind of thing. And I said, well, I was thinking I'd go out and get some shrimp fried rice. And she said, oh, well, that sounds good. And I said, we have spring rolls. We'll have shrimp fried rice and spring rolls. And so that got on on the menu right away. (laughs) And that's how we solved it. So there are there are times I'm I'm learning that it's almost going to be my responsibility to come up with something. <laughs> so <laughs> it's nice to know. It's it's nice for me to know that after uh, that many years of marriage, that you're still learning. Mm-hmm. I'm learning. On my way home, sometimes I will call her and say, "Okay, I'm going to stop by Blaze and have a make a pizza." You interested? Oh, yes, that's good. Okay, great. That's what I'm doing. It sounds like you never have a bad idea, Stan. No, Stan doesn't. Stan doesn't have bad ideas. Stan's the man. Stan's the man (laughs) with the ideas. And I can't come up with anything. Only thing I can come up with is if I go to the grocery store and start shopping to cook. (laughs) If I can go to the grocery store, I will find all kinds of things to cook. But if I'm just sitting here thinking about what I want, it's very, very challenging. So if we're not all as lucky as uh, you are, Regina, to have Stan the man making all these dinner decisions, <laughs> what what advice do you have for people? Like, because uh, we have the same the same challenge. We have, 
you know, of course, the more people you have, the more opinions you have. I don't want this. I don't want that. I don't like this. I don't like that. But sometimes yeah. as parents, you just kind of, you know, kind of got to make the decision for everybody. Yeah, you do. You have to be the bad guy and uh, good cop, bad cop. What I found is that a lot of us, I'm going to put myself in here sometimes too, is that we don't want to cook. All right. But we do know that cooking is going to be for at least 90% of the time, it's going to be better, right? It's going to taste better. It's going to have the ingredients we want in it. It's going to taste the way we want food to taste. All right. So why aren't we cooking more at home? Well, there's lots of reasons. Um, And I've asked people, right? Don't I ask people, do you cook? Oh, no. Why don't you cook? And more than not, they'll tell me they're too busy. Of course, there's not enough time. They don't know how. A lot of people don't know how to cook. A lot of people are not or were not um, taught how to cook as you know, teenagers, um, Stan, on the other hand, did not have that happen. He had, uh, he had a mom that said, look, you get in here and I'm going to teach you how to cook. I grew up around amazing cooks, my mom, grandmother, aunts. So I learned to cook early on. But a lot of people don't know how to cook. Uh, a lot of people don't know, don't have the right tools to cook with. Or, or what to purchase um, to have basic tools. Uh, there's a lot of people who, another one favorite, they don't know, they don't want to cook. They don't like to clean dishes. Um, I'm raising lot. my hand up for that one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to do dishes. And a lot of people say it's too complicated. I would like to say that some of those people are maybe choosing recipes that are too challenging or have too many ingredients. So there's a lot of reasons why we don't cook. But Stan and I just want to share some of the some of those um, kind of knock down some of those forces against us. It's going to keep us out of the kitchen. I mean we can still order our pizzas, our Chinese food, um, get the pasta from some restaurants. But overall, I think we really should be nice to kind of get in there and get some pans out and get some whisk and bowls and and get jiggy with it sounds like yeah i like it and get jiggy with it so so what do you got the number one thing that you should do is start off with your favorites okay so a lot of times you're like i don't know what to eat i don't know what to cook so start off with what you like so i like to say choose Three favorite meats or proteins, three favorite starches, three favorite veggies, three favorite salads or lettuces. And then why not do three favorite desserts? In the meantime, while you're writing all that down, think about a flavor profile that you like the most. You may like Spanish food or Mexican or Latin profiles. You may like Greek foods that have more briny, fresh, um, fresh fruits and vegetables. You may like um, Brazilian foods. You may like Chinese foods that has the ginger and soy and more umami flavors. So figure out what kind of profile you like. And simply you do that by 
what, what restaurants do you frequent the most? So when you're thinking about, well, where do I go the most? Oh, I, I always go to get Chinese food or I always go to Italian restaurant. Well, those are probably the profiles that you like the most. Then you write down all of those favorites. And now all of a sudden you have three to five good meal plans. So now you can mix and match. So for instance, if you vote for protein, maybe you're a plant-based person and you like tofu, uh, you vote tofu or you like fish or you like chicken. Um, for your starch, you may like orzo or pasta or rice. And then for veggies, you may like broccoli, um, leeks or um, beets or whatever it is. Now you can mix and match. So you get a bigger picture of what you like. And you do that with everyone else in your family. And with that, even for small children, you can ask them. And it's okay. It's okay if they say, um, I just like oranges <laughs> mm -hmm. or I just like pasta. Well, that's fine. Put, put his or her item down. Make them feel that they're a part of the dinner as well. And then you can start a meal plan. So the next thing you want to do is just do a simple meal plan. And you can do it for two days, right, honey? Yes. And then from there, um, figure out the tools that you have in your kitchen. We did a big inventory when I started, lo started losing my eyesight. I had to go through my kitchen and figure out what's going to work for me because I can't see these items anymore. Are these items necessary? Start taking them off the counter. What, I've got, what am I going to use more? And what am I not going to use? And literally went in and reorganized my tools and my, um, my pots and pans so that they're accessible. And then what do we do? Um, the drawers. Then we organize the kitchen drawers. Um, spice drawers. The spices. Um, so figure out what spices you like and put them so that you can um, reach for them. So because my vision is almost, it's getting, it's getting worse almost every day I wake up, is I put them in alphabetical order. And so I go from all the way from ancho chili powder to chipotle chili powder, all the way down to, oh, I don't know, my, my zatar is actually a Z, <laughs> from A to Z. Um, I don't read Braille, so I can put a Sharpie, a big Sharpie. I can still see well enough to put, to label it with the Sharpie. But if you are Braille, you can just put your bop, your, your braille labels on all of your spices. That way they're accessible to you. And then some other ideas. Okay, rotisserie chicken. Just think about if you're a chicken eater or protein, you get your protein that way. You can buy a rotisserie chicken. And how many things can you, how many meals can you prepare with the rotisserie chicken? Oh, lots of those. We, that's something we do. Yeah. The store near us has rotisserie chickens. That's a great thing. Great thing. Okay. You can make three meals at least out of a rotisserie chicken. Yeah. And then, um, so you can even plan a whole menu plan based on a rotisserie chicken. I mean, you can get, you know, 
can do lettuce wraps, you can do salads, you can do egg rolls, you can do enchiladas, tacos. Sky's Mm, the limit. Quesadillas, yeah. You can just have the chicken. But you just have chicken, yeah. Put it on top of a salad, a chicken Caesar salad. Um, And then also find, uh, when you go to the grocery store, if you don't like to chop up onions and garlic and all that, well, you can buy pre-chopped vegetables right there in the produce. They even sell, uh, Trader Joe's now have mirepoix, which is carrots, onions, and celery already chopped. Of course, we know we can buy chopped garlic. We can even buy boiled eggs. So there's so many things we can do for time savers ahead of time. Trader Joe's, Whole Foods, even our own markets, you can buy frozen foods that are great. You can buy the egg rolls and then make a salad with it. You can do fish that you can just put in a foil or a parchment paper and just put it in the oven with lemons on top, a little sprig of rosemary, put it in the oven and then make some vegetables and you have dinner. So there's so many things that you can do. You have some ideas, honey? Oh, you're just on a roll. (laughs) I think if we could kind of simplify that or distill that down to kind of the basics there, it's not that hard, kind of what I'm hearing you saying. And maybe there are some ways to simplify things like your organization and things in your kitchen and just plan, which, you know, takes time, of course, but it doesn't take probably as much time as we think once we get it down and get in a routine. And uh, there's always Taco Tuesdays, right? We can always do Taco Tuesdays. That's my problem is that I don't, I plan everything else in my life and we've, and I plan for the girls and I plan for my job and I do, there's like, you know, you're getting pulled in all these different directions. And so when it comes to that question, what's for dinner tonight? It's like, oh, (laughs) I don't know. Like tonight I planned on doing chicken, uh, broccoli, and uh, with some potatoes. And then I forgot to get the chicken out of the freezer. And then But John went out and got a pizza today. He saved the day with the pizza. So actually, it, it all turned out okay. But that's just today, though. We got, we got tomorrow ahead of us, though. Yeah. Right. Well, you had, we had Pizza Wednesday. Yeah. Well, there are, there are, there's some pizza left over, so that might be what tomorrow is, too, maybe. Well, our, what's hard for me is we do have the three littles that um, are just very picky eaters and their palates are, they're branching out. Like they just started. Our oldest will not. She's in third grade. She cannot stand pizza, but our first grader and our kindergartner, they love pizza. Mm. And that's within like the last few months that they just, our kids just don't like, they don't like hot dogs. I don't think they've ever had a hot dog. They don't like pizza, although they're starting to, like typical kid food, mm-hmm. they don't eat. Like our youngest loves bratwurst. What? Like, oh, wow. Like she'll eat a bratwurst and- And ask for more mustard. And, yeah. I, and she eats mustard. Like she's our best eater out of the three. Our other two will not like our middle one for the longest time would not eat meat. 
Wow. At all. Like we, it was tough because it's like, but she literally would just eat fruits and vegetables, which you're like, oh, that's great. She's a healthy eater. But it, oh man, she's just a string bean. So tiny and she's gotten better now. I mean, she's, she eats some meats. She's still kind of picky when it comes to that, but she's branching out a little bit. Our oldest is the, is the pickiest. So just trying to plan for everybody and kind of like what you said earlier is like getting them involved and, and helping like them make a choice of what they like. Cause I just don't want to, everyone's like, Oh, just cook what you want for dinner. And then if they eat, they eat. And if they like, I can't do that to my kids. (laughs) I'm like, I can't send them to bed hungry. Like, so I always try to have something that I know that all of them will eat but it it's just hard. And then time, I'm working four days a week and being the only driver and doing like, there's all these things that I have to take into consideration. And, and then just timing, like you said, everyone says you don't have time, but, and the girls are getting older. They're getting involved in like our oldest one got involved with cheerleading this year. So she's got practices. So that's all starting to, you know, to take part in the timing of everything too. So trying to not always have the same thing, like he said, I mean, he's not joking when we have Taco Tuesday, (laughs) like that's a staple in our house. The lifesaver. That's the lifeline right there. It is. And he, he grills. He is great on the grill. And so we do hammer. We I try to do things that, you know, I said I don't like leftovers, but I will do them if it makes life easier. So I try to plan things that we will have. Like we do hill grill sliders and brats and we try, you know, we'll eat that for a day or two and then freeze it. And so we have those kind of as a backup if we need them. But mm-hmm meals that don't take a long time that are healthy and just for that we're not eating the same thing all the time and that's what I struggle with right here's an interesting thing you said you know the oldest one likes brats right is that the oldest one that's the youngest one that's our five-year-old <laughs> okay the youngest one likes brats and then the other one likes vegetables and and I think you said pastas or something like that uh, the that? oldest one loves pasta. The oldest one loves pasta. But she only likes noodles. She won't. It's a sauce thing with her. She doesn't do sauce. She will do like some butter and maybe a little bit of olive oil. The other two will not eat pasta. (laughs) So here's an interesting thing. Okay. And and as you were talking, I was thinking about when, when I'm cooking. Because when Regina first lost her sight, you know, I was cooking a lot. Most of the time for my daughter and Regina and myself. And I could, you know, because I'm the one who's cooking it, I could I could make a meal out of anything that I'm cooking, a, a part of it or all of it. But here's one thing I realized. So for instance, so you've got one that likes pasta, one that likes vegetables, and one that likes brats. You could actually take those three things, vegetables, you know, broccoli and carrots and mm-hmm. corn, or and and then the brats cook them and then slice them up and then the pasta you boil some pasta 
And you could actually make that one meal and everybody could get something out of it that yeah. they like. Yeah. And Regina used to do this when we first got married. She used to take all of that and put it in like a casserole dish and without any sauce, maybe butter, cook it in butter, and then put the pasta, the broccoli, uh, or the vegetable, mixed vegetables, toss them, and then have the, the kielbasa sausage cut up and, and it tossed it inside it. And it, it was like a one-dish meal. Yeah. <laughs> So you could take whatever you don't want out of it and have that person have, you know, see what I'm saying? Yes. And it, and that just all it takes is a little bit of extra time to think through what can I get out of this meal that everyone would be happy with a certain part of it. Right. Yeah. And it's just one meal. Yeah. And then also, I know a lot of families do it, but a lot of families don't want to do it. And that is taking a day and just cooking. Like if you, I do that, I'll do, I'll start on one thing. And next thing I know, I've got three meals going and then I can separate it, put it in containers and I'm done. But that takes, that takes effort. It does. And that, it does. And especially with the three children, um, it just, it takes time, but it's setting aside that priority. You know, what's a priority? And then doing it, because like you said earlier, when we first started is, you know, you're taking time for everything else. And so now we just have to kind of manage that time and just say, you know what, everybody, we're going to all get in here yeah, and we're going to each make a meal. <laughs> <laughs> you too, five-year-old, you're going to make a meal too. Well, our middle one and- would say peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> <laughs> she yeah, can survive yeah. on that. <laughs> grill her peanut butter and jelly and put some green beans with it, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> good. Peanut butter and jelly melt. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Well, that being said, honey, what's for dinner tonight? I think we've already said that we had pizza tonight and pasta because we don't, not everybody eats pizza. What are, mm-hmm. What's happening at your house for dinner tonight, honey? We are having shrimp fried rice and spring rolls. That sounds good. That's what's having. That's what we're having. And and the good thing about that is, you know, you can eat a lot of it or you can eat a little of it, of it and be satisfied. Yeah. And the, the spring rolls we got from actually got from Costco and they have the edamame um, in it. They have um, cabbage and what else is in there? It's carrots and um, sprouts. Yeah, so it's really, really They're good. They're delicious. They're really delicious. Yeah, and I just put them in the oven at 400 degrees for 20 minutes. And then I pulled them out and turned them and put them back in for another five minutes. And they're just absolutely delicious. And then, you know, put that with um, some shrimp fried rice and a nice salad and you're you're good. So, you know, we've had that. We buy those quite often and we'll pull those out to um, add to our meals. Maybe and you can do that when you get to that spot of honey was for dinner, buy some of those frozen foods that are not, you know, no MSG and all, you know, all the fillers. Right. And then you can have some really healthy meals. We, we on occasion, We'll get the lentils from Trader Joe's. Lentils, um, there's that bruschetta, a mix, like a looks like a salsa. 
and feta cheese and mix that together. And oh my goodness, it's a beautiful salad. It's healthy. Um, you can warm it, you can eat it at room temperature, or you can eat it warm. And it's just a beautiful, healthy, fast meal, especially when you come home and you're tired, you're exhausted, and you just pull everything out. But again, it's planning. When you take a trip to Trader Joe's, okay, what do I want to eat? You know, and not only what do I want to eat today or tomorrow, but what do I feel like eating on Friday or Monday? So sometimes we can't, we don't know what we want to eat um, five days from now or three days from now, but that's when we have to just plan it. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like Costco is a good option too. And by the way, Costco's got pizzas you can take home with you. So <laughs> right. there's always that option too. <laughs> that's, and yes. Yes. It's, again, it's, if you give it some thought and, and Regina, she, she doesn't like, she does not like going to Costco or, or necessarily shopping, right? I love shopping because when I go in to shop, I'm thinking about the meals. I'm thinking, okay, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I'm thinking in day, like I'm buying groceries with specific meals in mind so that when I put things away, I'm putting them away because I know what I'm going to cook with them. If I'm going to be cooking, because I do do my fair share of cooking. And so I put them away and, and they're already in my head as to what I want to do for dinner so that it's not a big burden trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. It's I, I, I have, cause it, it could be a burden. Really. You can almost go to blows. No, just kidding. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you just, you can just, I can say to myself, okay, I bought this, 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 and this. Okay, which one do I want to cook tonight? And then I'll tell Regina. She says, honey, what do you want for dinner? And I will tell her one of those things that I bought that I feel like cooking or I feel like she could cook. You know, like, so last night we were talking about what was for dinner and we started off saying, let's have spring rolls and salad. But then it was getting late and, I wasn't feeling well. And so I just grabbed some soup that I had cooked the night before. And Regina said she's just having, I don't know, some yogurt or something like that. <laughs> and that was it. I had yogurt. Right. <laughs> but but then tonight I thought, okay, we'll have the spring rolls and I'll get some shrimp fried rice to go with it. And it was simple, very simple. And it's going to be delicious, by the way. That, it does sound delicious. And you guys are a couple of hours behind us for the uh, listener that doesn't quite understand why. Aaron and I have already had dinner, but you have not yet had dinner. Yes. Right. So yeah. if we could just teleport over there, it sounds like it would be a pretty good meal. Maybe we could join you. They yes. are they are probably some of the best spring rolls that I've had. Mm-hmm. And then Regina, she'll, she'll put a bit of uh, lemon pepper and some other something on it. And, you know, I have to tell myself, you can only eat three. You have to stop at three because she'll make like nine for the two of us. <laughs> and then she says, well, honey, I made three extra ones so you can take them to work for lunch. Aww. And I say, okay, I try not to eat I'm gonna eat four and only have two for lunch. You know, I have to do the math in my head. See, and it, it goes back. She's always thinking about you. She's always thinking about the other person. Yeah, she <laughs> is. She is. Yeah. So, you know, if, if you, if you, I, 
I have begun to believe that if we work together on, on what's for dinner ahead of time, not the day of, but talk about it even if we go to the grocery store together, that we can take some of the sting <laughs> out of trying to figure out what's for dinner. Yes. Well, yeah, that sounds really good. And it looks like we need to pick up some uh, spring rolls at Costco, honey, <laughs> next time we're there. Yeah, because I love spring rolls. They are they are very good. So I feel like we got a little better handle on things now and at least know that uh, we're not the only ones that, that have that kind of question each each evening. Yeah. You're not alone. You're yeah. not alone. We are not alone. We're not alone. And even when we're going to have dinner with friends and we're going to go out to dinner and we say, what do you guys want for dinner? Yeah, where do you want to go? Where do you... Oh, gosh. Yeah, yeah, that's another one. And see... I know he's like, where do you want to go? And I'm like, I don't know. You choose. He's like, no, you choose. No, <laughs> I just need someone to make a decision. But my biggest thing is like, I'm always afraid that I'm going to choose a restaurant that that person or the group that I'm with is not going to like. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Are you going to get the worst service ever? Right. Yeah. Something's going to go wrong. It was all Aaron's fault. And it's my fault. <laughs> right. Last time Aaron gets to choose where we go for dinner. <laughs> so when we come to Dallas, we'll let Aaron choose. Right. We'll e- exactly. Well, we'll go to Eddie V's. Dang. Oh. And we'll have Seabass. That's, a, hey. that's exactly what we're going to do. It's either that or I'd say, I was going to say Bob's Steakhouse, but no, y'all, we'll aren't, Eddie y'all aren't big we're steak gonna, people. So we're going to get Eddie V's and we'll have, we'll have Seabass, the Hong Kong Seabass. And the, yeah. All right. Maine lobster tacos. Uh, what what's that? What did you say? Maine lobster tacos. Oh my goodness. Stan's a big lobster fan. They uh, they were good. Oh, wow. they were an appetizer and melt in your mouth just oh my gosh. I can't even describe it. They rivaled the sea bass. They I mean, were was, delicious. I wasn't sure which one was better, yeah. No. Oh, wow. It oh my gosh, they were so good. Wow. It was so good. So, yeah, when y'all are back in Dallas, we will have to go to Eddie V's. All right. Sounds good. All right. It's a date. Sounds good. It's been fun. Enjoy your dinner. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. You, And you enjoy your dinner tomorrow. Yes. I got to figure out what we're having first. (laughs) Honey, what are we having for dinner tomorrow? I don't know. (laughs) Honey, what's for dinner? I know. Spring rolls. I'm going to Costco. Thanks for spending time with the Ambiguously Blind podcast. Please rate and write a review wherever you subscribe and connect and share with us at ambiguouslyblind.com.